0: Are you ready to become the top in your field? I'm ready. I'm ready. Welcome to the Tradeswoman Talk Podcast. A show designed for you, one that strives to forge solidarity amongst tradeswomen. For years, this has been predominantly a male driven industry. However, we are now entering a new era, one where whatever we truly desire can be ours. Like we have been saying for years, jobs don't have genders. On this show, we'll share information with each other as a collective to empower each other. I love being a part of such a great community. Share with us your trade secrets. we share ours with you. It's our time to do more than survive. It's our time to thrive. We're happy to have you here with us on the Tradeswoman Talk podcast. And now your host of the show, Judeline Cassidy. Cassidy.
1: Tradeswoman Talk is brought to you by our friends at SupplyHouse.com, home to over 100,000 plumbing, heating, and HVAC supplies. Supplyhouse.com has everything you need from replacement parts to expansion tanks and other specialties. They've got you covered. Pros can take advantage of Supplyhouse.com's TradesMaster Master program to receive free shipping, free returns, exclusive deals, and a dedicated phone line. Their customer service and inventory can't be beat. So be sure to start your next job with SupplyHouse.com. Getting your parts on time won't be a pipe dream. Welcome and thanks for joining me on another episode of Tradeswoman Talk. My name is Judalyn Cassidy. I am a plumber, keynote speaker, and a CVO officer of the nonprofit organization On this episode of Tradeswomen Talk, my guest is Tammy Gamble. She's known as the girly shop teacher. Before we dive in, I would love to read some of her bio. Tammy Gamble, founder of Girly Girls Shop Teacher and NKBA member, she partners with construction companies to teach hands-on girly shop classes, which provides youth with the hard and soft skills they need. Tammy was just six years old when her interest in the trades was ignited while helping her stepfather pour concrete steps at their house. Tammy realized that she loved working with her hands, but to her dismay, she wasn't able to get more immersed in her build and fix passion at school because girls weren't encouraged to take shop classes. Pursuing a career in construction was never on her radar because it was perceived to be a man's job. Mm -hmm. Tammy graduated from Howard University with a degree in psychology and a minor in education. She started teaching career at the Houston Achievement Palace, helping foster children's learning skill and develop relationships for success in school, at home, and in the community. She recalls that the stars aligning in 2014 when her stylist informed her about a shop teacher position, right? Within a week, she accepted a job offer at Duncanville High School, the ninth largest high school in the nation, and became the first and only African-American woman certified to teach construction and building trades in the U.S. Let's give Tammy a a very impressive bio. Tammy, thanks for joining us on this episode of Trades Women Talk.
2: I am so honored to be here with you, Jenlyn. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, I am really, really excited. Once we connected and I started looking at your bio, I was like, she's got to be my girlfriend. (laughs) uh, She she just can't be my podcast guest. We have to become girlfriends. And I'm so happy to have this opportunity
2: to speak to you. 100% yes, I accept (laughs)
1: Thank you. Thank you. So before we get into our conversation about our passion about the skill trades career, we have this segment that we call five in five. Okay. So this is the rules and everybody tries to break them. You have five questions with two options. You can only choose one. Okay. (laughs) You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What side of the bed would you sleep on the right
2: or the left right side all the time
1: all the time you will ask out on a dinner date your choices of restaurants are either thai or indian which one thai or indian let's go with indian nice (laughs) after working all week you have time for only one self-care routine which is it Pedicure or massage? Massage. Definitely. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> right? It's Christmas time and you're in Jamaica for the holidays. You were offered a choice of two beverages, sorrel or ginger beer. Which one are you saying yes to?
2: Ginger beer.
1: <laughs> I think <that's> Definitely. Awesome. <laughs> okay. It's Saturday night. Time to turn up. At our age bracket, right? You're going to go dancing or you're going to enjoy an action movie? No, I'm going dancing. Definitely. Thank you. See, it was so easy. Thank you for participating in our five in five. I
2: love it. (laughs) Because I try to change it up so nobody knows what I don't even know what I'm going to ask. Man, I just knew there was one you were going to ask me. From, from another podcast but you didn't I was like hoping for that one but you did <laughs> uh
1: no I try to be original you know I just try to come up with my own and try to think about the person yeah. and what I think I can put them in a box and have forced them to choose something they don't really want to choose <laughs> that's the idea behind this <laughs> Yeah. So in your bio, it was stated that your interest in the trades got peaked while working with your dad doing concrete. Yeah. What was it about that doing that that you remember that left an impression and an impact on you?
2: So the day that we were pouring concrete, I was actually on punishment for taking my baby doll to school. I was trying to fit in with the other girls and it really didn't work for me. And I wound up getting in trouble because I got the kid, the the baby doll dirty Mm -hmm. because I was playing in the sandbox. So this particular weekend, I was supposed to go to Canada with my mom and my brother on a scouting event. And I had to stay home because of restriction. And my dad was getting ready to pour concrete steps and he put all the concrete and all the water inside of the concrete mixing machine that was, you know, just like a a manual one Mm -hmm. and it would not stir. And so me and my infinite six-year-old wisdom was like, tip it over, you know, (laughs) I was fascinated by concrete trucks and I was like, wow, they're getting ready to go make something cool for everybody. Wow. And my dad was having all these troubles with the, the machine. And finally, I just tipped the machine over when he went in the house a <gasps> phone call and the concrete starts stirring. And I was like, yes, <laughs> did it. wow he must have loved that he was so terrified when he comes back outside because he's running because i'm standing there like i can do it i can do it and he's he runs outside so terrified like she's gonna hurt herself and i had as much muscle at six as i think i do now (laughs) with the machine and and that that really just you know started my entire love where you can build something that is stable and solid and It can be long lasting. So that was it. Those steps steps are still there.
1: I know. Six
2: years old. Yeah, I've got pictures of them from like two years ago. So
1: (laughs) that is that is pretty awesome. A lot of fathers wouldn't even if they really thought about it, could help us as women change the industry by just Bringing your daughter along to these like your dad did to do in that project, it can change generations when you show her as a man like she can do this and let her know that it's okay. And if somebody else, a guy tells you can't do it, my
2: dad said I can do everything. My daddy (laughs) said, And my daddy is like the king of everything in my mind, Mm -hmm. actually a certified uh, trades instructor. And that's how I even knew that this job existed was because Mm -hmm. of him. (laughs) No. <laughs> Never considered doing it Just knew it existed
1: <laughs> But just that, that exposure Subconsciously That part, you know you didn't, it, The seeds were already being implanted Without you even knowing it was implanted yeah. So one of the things I love about you When I learned about you I love your title Because I'm all about the awesome cool titles Like a friend of mine named me the feminist plumber And I just embraced that And that's my little go-to thing But I loved yours. I love your title, The
2: Girly Shop Teacher. What is the meaning and why you chose it? So we had after my third year teaching in the high school, we got a new principal that was the first female principal of the school district for the high school level. And it was so groundbreaking that new stories were being run on her over and over again. And so she, the Dallas Morning News ran an article about her receiving this position. And they were saying, well, what does it feel like? And she says, well, what's more impressive is that I've got a female engineering teacher and a shop teacher that's as girly as they come. She couldn't remember my name. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, isn't that cute? I got called a girly shop teacher because most people think that, you know, I have these masculine ways. be girly and so I embraced it I got that night of the article I got on GoDaddy I bought the domain name girly shop teacher because I thought it was cute and I Mm -hmm. sat on it for two years without doing anything with it until I was invited to come speak at power up it's a mother daughter thing and I just thought Tammy from Duncanville high school kind of sounded sucky so I was like but the girly shop teacher can come and it'll be really awesome (laughs) So yeah, that's how I was born.
1: Wow, I love that. That's the same thing, like, uh, similarly with the feminist plumber. I was just a plumber, but my friend Pamela, I would go to functions and she would introduce me. She's like, oh, come meet my feminist plumber, Jutelyn, the feminist plumber. And I was like, hmm, so I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> but I'm really impressed, Like like, what you just said, like, sometimes the universe calls you to something. You knew it. You bought the name and you still wasn't ready to walk in that destiny that was calling you. Yeah. And when you decided to proceed with the Girly Shop Teacher, can you tell us about a little bit about that program and why you are so invested? passionate about encouraging uh, young people to learn a skill trade?
2: Well, first and foremost, I speak at many conferences across the United States as well. And what I love to say is that I am the antithesis of what people think of when they think of a shop teacher. You know, most people think of a gentleman that is more robust, a gentleman that is, you know, of a different complexion, someone who may be bald and someone who may be having their plumber butt showing. (laughs) Don't don't make fun of the plumber's, damn it. It's called construction worker. No. It's called construction worker crack. Okay, don't be making fun of the... (laughs) But but when I was asked to speak at a conference, it was to empower young ladies to start them into the trade. I was actually really, really searching for other African-American females that were within the construction education lane and i just couldn't find them. and so when i figured that out i said you know what i'm going to be the girly shop teacher. i'm going to use this platform because there is a voice that i have that will resonate because you know it's unexpected to see especially an african american woman in a place and in a position where they are speaking about the trades but specifically from the education side. and i'm not a a contractor. I'm not mm-hmm. a plumber. I'm not an electrician. I'm not so many other things that you can be within the trades. I am the educator that starts the information piece yeah. so that people can learn number one, safety. Cause we know if you're not using safety in our industry, you're, you're doomed to, you know, mutilate yourself. And I pride myself on keeping my nails done and keeping all of my limbs on. <laughs> And just using the fact that I have a different style of being Mm -hmm. in order to interest people into bringing them into the trades. I often say it's not the shell that matters. It's the brain that does. And so that's why, you know, I I try to get people in and interested. I hope I answered the question.
1: (laughs) No, you you did. But what for my audience who, you know, you're listening to the sound of our voices, you need to Google Tammy and then stalk her on Instagram like I did. And her LinkedIn, she's absolutely gorgeous beautiful and I'm not just looking, you can feel her uh, kindness and the energy that she has. So I know many a times many people have told you what a beautiful woman like you mm-hmm. want to do in construction and what have you replied <laughs> to some of those people who have said stuff like that and how have you used that question to flip the script on them?
2: Well, because I'm an educator, I go with education pieces. So if you're familiar with Fibonacci sequence, as it is called oftentimes, or God code, or the ratio Mm -hmm. 1 to 1.618, it is the golden ratio. All of those Mm -hmm. things mean the same thing. And in our creator's infinite wisdom, he created all beings that are deemed as beautiful to fall within that proportion and scale. Fortunately, he gave me really close proportions to that. I'm not exact because I've measured myself. (laughs) (laughs) But God is the master builder and the master architect. And so he builds things for perfection. And even in this particular day and time, it is perfect timing to be able to see a woman that has femininity, that loves the trades as much as I do. And it is an attractor, not just for women, but also for men. It's like, well, wait a minute. If she can do this, looking the way that she looks, maybe I can do this because I don't have to give up who I am as my person in my core Mm -hmm. and sacrifice the what I look like in order to do the jobs that I can do it as well. So I embrace the fact that my mom and my dad decided that they were in love with one another and created me because this is my (laughs) fault. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now the hairdresser, yeah, she does the makeup, yeah. makeup. <laughs> okay. What? But yeah, the look is not my fault. It actually has sometimes been a hindrance because of people questioning, well, do you truly have the ability to do these things that you do? But once people see, no ma'am, she knows what she's doing and she knows it in a major way, then it helps. And one of the things that that came out in our KMBA article, sorry, KBNA article was that we as tradespeople have so many things that we lift and we do on a daily basis that keep us physically fit. Mm-hmm. And so my physical fitness is a direct result of me loving what I do every day, which is working in the trades. So all of this is all because of the trades that I have the, these abilities and these skills and these opportunities. So that's what I love about it.
1: Yeah, I know. I, you know, it's sometimes really hard like be, when I was an apprentice to explain to people that I really love plumbing and it was just like, <laughs> it would blow their mind and I'm still to this moment madly in love with plumbing. And For someone, I love when people finally recognize, even though you don't need people recognition, but just to know that they look beyond my stature Mm -hmm. and see that, wow, this girl got skills. You know, she's Uh, one of us. So I know you probably feel really good when that happens. Oh, yeah. Is there a moment that you can recall, like, one of your students that you have impacted it says at first they may not have been really receptive to you as a teacher but then as they get to know you and get to realize that you invested in them had changed how have you a student like that that stays on your mind
2: you know what i as you were asking that question all of my kids <laughs> 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 I know. and i'm like which we, one do i talk about because yeah. all of them are so impactful but I, I think I'll narrow it down and I'll talk about Ken specifically because Ken called me the other day. I, I had posted a YouTube video of fixing a seat in the car because the motor went out and the seat wasn't going up and down. And because I'm mechanically inclined, I think I could fix everything. At least I try if it's broken. I feel like I can't break it. So right. anyway, Ken called me because he says, hey, Miss G, I'm having the same problem that you showed the fix to. Can you help me? And so I was like, absolutely. So we got to talking and he says, he says, miss, I have to admit when I first got into your class, I thought, what is she going to teach me? Mm -hmm. The girl, he said, and then he says, moreover, I come from the rough side of the street. Mm -hmm. How is she going to relate to me? And he said, but because you loved us so much. Walking into that room, he said, we couldn't wait to get to your class. None of us were tardy because we couldn't wait to see you because we knew you were going to give us a hug, a fist bump, you know, a pat on the back or something. He says, now I own my own car lot. You showed me that I could do this. And he says, even though construction wasn't my thing, he says, you showed me that I could and that there were no limitations on what I could do. So I will speak of Ken because he is the most recent one that I've seen. But I have Tristan's and Jordan's and and Anthony's and all kind of other students' names, you know, and Anderson's, all of them. They're my babies and I love them so much. But to watch them, I have some that have graduated from a uh, school with architecture degrees, mm-hmm. some that are studying business, I have some that have at their master's degree level with construction management. I have some that are just now entering into the college field. And because when you have a child that is studying architecture but understands construction, it makes him a better architect. And vice by- versa. Okay. Yeah. So I am humbled that it was chosen that I'd be in this position.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, so uh, yeah, these kids, they come yeah. along and they're awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. I feel like for so long, I mean, I know I knew my path. I love plumbing, but now that I get to help so many girls and young boys who even like DM me and said, because of you, I chose plumbing or to have this young lady said that her father saw my video of years ago and showed her and she decided to be a plumber. I like that just melts you to know. <laughs> and you are changing lives every day. And the fact that he knows that you gave what the universe, what everybody came here, wanting in love, you showed them that like that will last with him. And what's great about that. He'll pass it on. Yeah. And then the skilled trades will get better because more and more people that you are touching are going to pass it on. But so last year I was looking at the loot. I followed Duluth and I saw they chose amazing women to wear the gear. And I I do wear uh, Duluth gear. And when I look, I've seen you, but I didn't really put the two together. And I want to know, like last year you were among one of the five awesome women chosen as a Duluth model and influencer. How was that experience? And uh, what
2: did you learn from it? So let me kind of backtrack into the experience. You know, I just really believe that God has a calling on all of our lives. And I woke up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, and I started scrolling on social media. I see that they're looking for real women who do real work. And I said, well, heck, that's me. That's you. (laughs) At literally at like three o'clock in the morning, I filled out the application because I was like, well, heck, that's me. And I got the phone call maybe two months later that I had been selected as a finalist. And I was kind of in dismay. I was like, Oh, cool. They thought enough of me to select me as a finalist. Then I got another call that says, Hey, we need to do the background checks so that we can take our finalists to the next level. And then I was awarded one of those five slots. Mm-hmm. To be a recipient of that type of contract with a major brand, that they saw me being a worthy person to represent their brand, I was in a state of dismay. (laughs) I was like, really? It's just me. I'm just Tammy, you know? No, you're not just Tammy. (laughs) Yes, I am.
1: Uh, No, 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 no. You're not just. I had to learn to stop saying that. You're just, girl.
2: You're Tammy. (laughs) But I was really happy because Duluth has such beautiful, amazing women. The five women that were chosen we have a copper worker, we have a person that does epoxy and woodworking, we have another one that does jewelry making, and we have one that's a beekeeper, right? and I am a construction educator. So, what a diverse group of women. And when I think the power really was felt was when all of us arrived at the hotel. And we met each other for the first time and to see these magnificently powerful, kind-hearted women that are now giving of themselves and their knowledge on this particular platform. And I get to be a part of it. That was really a game changer because not that I was necessarily looking for validation in what I do, but it put a national stage and a national platform on the things that I do, which opened up the opportunity for my voice to be used as a conduit to encourage young people in the trades, so mm-hmm. I'm really happy that I get to be this conduit and that Duluth is a part of that.
1: that makes yeah. sense. You look you look really good. So I Thank must you. say I checked it out. Like I said, I stopped you. Um, <laughs> so I know that you are very busy, busy lady, and I know you have a lot of amazing things going on. What do you have? coming up on the horizon for uh, your program that you would like to share with us?
2: So actually on October 3rd, we're doing the first of a three-part series for the Girl Scouts of America. We are doing a semi-virtual event where the young ladies will earn their badges for the the Grand Prix Racer event. And that's Mm -hmm. near and dear to my heart because I was a Girl Scout As a young lady, I was actually a little brownie. My brother was also Mm -hmm. in the Scouts as well. And there were certain things that the the Boy Scouts did that the Girl Scouts didn't do. The Grand Prix Racer, as the Girl Scouts call it, is an event that we didn't do as a child when I was in the Scouts. But now I get to do (laughs) the (laughs) racer. I get to run the workshop where the young ladies are learning everything from aerodynamics to how to design their cars, to being able to understand, you know, how the wheels and things like that work, what they can do to make their cars faster. And I get to run the workshop. And so this year I've pulled five new faces along, including Mm. years from Lockheed Martin. Pro step Racers are coming along to join me. We have another woodworking Mm. that's coming along. And let's see who else is there. Oh, we've got someone that's showing how to use a CNC machine. And Mm. we even have an Imagineer from Disney coming on our team to be able Mm. to show the young ladies, you know, not just what they can do with their racers, but open them up to seeing these are some other career opportunities that they can walk into just because they're learning some initial woodworking skills. This particular project. So part one is October 3rd. Part two, that's our design day. October 17th is going to be our cut day where we will be cutting live the Uh designs that the girls choose. And then we're going to do a race day where the girls will, you know, have their cars mailed to them for for the finalizing of their designs and whatnot, and then they're going to mail them to us to race them. So this three part event is going to be completely stellar. It's the first of its kind for the girls, nice. and there's major sponsorship with um, State Farm for this race. So we're really really happy about it. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I want to be a little girl again so I can just take part because I love, besides plumbing, I love plumbing, but I can't, I love kind of like when I had a car, I love fixing, I love fixing cars. Yeah. So I think every little girl should definitely be able to do something with a car because at some point she might have a car. So let's get her excited. Yeah. If you had to change the way women or girls are portrayed in the trades, and you wanted to find a way to encourage more women and young girls to consider it. What would be one thing you think you would do
2: and you would love to see? Oh my gosh, to change one thing. Yeah. Oh, it's it so many things to change. All right? It's so
1: <laughs> many I know there's so many, but as <laughs> black women we take on too much. So I'm only giving you one, yes. sister.
2: <laughs> I I think that if I could change one thing, I think it would be perception. Mm. And I know that sounds really, really broad, but perception from the aspect of women saying, yes, I can do this. And from men, perception of to respect the woman that's choosing to do this. So I think that that's what I would change is perception.
1: Yeah, that's a really good answer. Miss world answer. That's really good. (laughs) No, it is true. Perception, because like you said, people perceived you. When they look at you people perceive me when they look at me a certain way but when they they let go of that perception and they look further they can see that so we need to give people especially women, the upp- women the opportunity to go far beyond what we perceived or we think that they can be yeah how do you stay motivated and what brings you joy and one more thing
2: one of your favorite tools how you stay motivated and one of your favorite tools. Oh my gosh. My motivation comes from someone giving me a call and saying, Hey, Tammy, can you help me? And they oftentimes it's misunderstood that I'm a construction educator And so when someone says, can I help you? Their idea is, can you build my project? My idea my idea is how can I empower you to do it yourself? Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So that's how I stay motivated is because of people always calling me and asking me because I see every opportunity that I'm called on as a teaching opportunity. So I've been called on to build a pergola for someone told mm-hmm. so her Tammy will not build the pergola but the girly shop teacher and her crew will show you how and we will record this and then we will broadcast it so that other people mm-hmm. can be empowered so, yeah. so that's one of the things that keeps me motivated so that's one question I'll answer what was this
1: your for? favorite tool one
2: of your favorite tools
1: I know you have a lot and for us, us skilled trades people we have so many but I'm bringing you down to one
2: my All right. tool probably has to be the table saw and it's because I know so many different techniques on the table saw. I can spin a table saw all kind of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna go with table saw. <laughs> nice, nice. What is one
1: message you think that every woman should hear? And what do you love most about yourself?
2: I say to women who say, oh, no, I don't think that I can use those tools. I'm like, baby, if you can use a hot curler, you can use a drill. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's one thing that I would say to everyone. And then what was the second part? One thing
1: you love about yourself, because women always never want it. So tell me one thing you love about
2: yourself. Oh, my gosh. The thing I love about myself is I have all my fingers still. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh god that that's that was not yeah first first time ever
2: the answer to that question um, but you are unique so i, I love that i love that i love that at 50 years old i still honestly have all of the abilities to be able mm-hmm. to do the things that i do so being able to have my fingers at 50 and anyone that's a carpenter in any way knows how valuable that is to still have your fingers at this age so i love nice. my fingers <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh. So if tomorrow morning, let's say you were able, you God grant you another day above ground and uh, the groundhog didn't deliver your mail, right? Yeah. What would one thing, one change
2: you would love to see in the world? The one change I would love to see in the world is that everyone would just stop and forget about their differences. Mm-hmm. Focus on the things that you have in common. And um, I think that that would really bring down divisiveness in our world. We have so much hatred and racism and death and things of that nature. But if we can find one thing that that about someone else that makes us resonate with them. I mean, I've traveled all around the world specifically so I can learn about the different building techniques from around the world. and. It's always beautiful and awesome to meet different people. I had the remarkable experience meeting Roger Dunwoody of Dunwoody Construction in Ireland. He's actually the Chancellor of Apprenticeship Trades in Ireland. Mm. And his wife invited us over to have tea cakes and tea. Uh. And my grandma made tea cakes. So for me to tell his wife, I love her lemon tea cakes because my grandma made vanilla ones. (laughs) <laughs> that was something that we had in common, and to be all the way across the pond, in mm-hmm. a whole another place, and to be able to see—you know what? There's so many things that are so similar in our homes: the pictures of our children, the type of dishes that we use. Some of us had—I think we actually had some of the same plates that wow. you know in my cabinet and their cabinet. I was like, wait a minute, I've got these plates. <laughs> yeah, but finding the similarities to. Quit having all this divisiveness is is what I would
1: love to see. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I noticed from coming from Trinidad and coming to the United States of America and being in construction has given me an opportunity to work with people from all other parts of the world. And there's so much that unites us that actually separates us. And we all have stories of pain, redemption, love, and just... Oh. One of the best thing for our family. So I definitely agree with you with that. So if someone who's listening, a young girl, a young man is listening and they want to talk to you about your program and how to get in contact with you, how can my audience that's listening connect with you? And we'll post the links also in the show notes.
2: No problem. The two easiest ways are to actually the first easy way is to go to my Instagram page. Girly Shop Teacher. That's it, and it's easy. I actually have a team that helps me manage that particular piece, so that if I miss something, they pick it up. But you know, Mm -hmm. send me a message in Instant Messenger right there because I see those things me firsthand. The next way is to go to Girly Shop Teacher on Facebook. Now, I personally don't man that page as heavily because I'm an easy Instagram girl. And let me help you with a little bit of this is because I am dyslexic. I try to find the easiest modes of communication. And I think that that's something that's important to know when you're communicating with people that oftentimes people in the trade, we have a different abilities when it comes to communication. So Instagram is fastest for me. Facebook is easy as well. And then my email address is info at girlyshopteacher.com. So And then you can go to the website, girlyshopteacher.com. Yeah, nice and simple. Yeah, (laughs) nice and simple. I totally
1: agree with you with the communication because I'm like you, dyslexic, and I get bombarded with emails and stuff like that. And if somebody puts their phone number in there, they had scored a touchdown (laughs) because it's it's so much easier to call and talk to someone than explain all of those questions that they have (gasps) in an email because I just get like... (gasps) I like, and I freeze up because it's just too much writing and words. So I totally get that. Hit her up on IG.
2: As, you Hit, know, up on IG. Hit me up on IG. I'm going to see it on IG and, and you're going to get a faster response on Instagram than any place else from, from mm-hmm. me.
1: Well, Tammy, it was so much fun. I really wish I can keep this podcast going for the next two hours, but our audience has given us some of their time, so we're not going to be greedy and take all of it. So I just want to say thank you so much, and I really, 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 truly appreciate all that you do for women and girls and the trades in general and showing men, young boys that their teacher could be a girly shop teacher. And I just appreciate you sharing your knowledge, your energy and your time with us. And for all those who are listening to the sound of our voices, just know that our path that we have taken is only because we follow what is inside of us and the universe imparts on every single one of us something that we are put here to do. And sometimes you might be uh, the vehicle for someone else. So use every opportunity you have to let someone know how magnificent they are and how great the world is because they're in it. So until the next time, thank you again for joining us on this episode of Trades Women Talk. And Tammy, thank you again. Would you have anything you want to say before we leave?
2: I, I most graciously thank you. And thank you for giving me this platform to be able to express the things that I do. Thank you for my students on behalf of the hundreds of students that I've taught in person and the thousands of students that I've had impact with. Virtually, So on their behalf, thank you for giving us another platform.
1: Uh, you're welcome anytime. So people go out there and be magnificent and show someone else that they're magnificent. Until next time. Thank you so much.
0: We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Tradeswoman Talk podcast. Stay connected with us directly through www.toolsandtierras.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tools and Tierras. I always follow them. I always follow them. If you would like to connect with us, please send us an email through info at Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time, make sure you let someone know how magnificent they truly are.